This is the No Double Podcast. I'm Brian Hogan, and today I'm joined by Cliff Aegis, a British Airways pilot of 787s and freelance.net developer. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day, Cliff. Yeah, welcome. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's good to speak to you again. I spoke to you some months ago, didn't I? We did. We made a podcast about your decision-making processes. We did, we did. So uh, this one's a bit different. This one's a bit uh, more technical. Yep. So, but before we get into it, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, please? Uh, well, as you say, I'm a, an airline pilot for British Airways. I fly the 787 around the world, uh, including to Boston. Um, but I also work as a freelance .NET developer, um, pretty much across all sorts of spaces. But I try and concentrate Xamarin and IoT if I can. Um, very occasionally do the odd website for, for friends and family. So it's, um, why Xamarin in particular? Um, I actually, I was doing lots of kind of C-sharp development and then uh, I, when Microsoft bought Xamarin and made it uh, free and open source, uh, I started looking into it and I really quite enjoy it. And being able to put an app together on a mobile phone uh, seemed like a, a growth industry, somewhere to get into. Everyone's got a phone in their pocket um, and I quite enjoy it. It's nice. It's uh, it's good to be able to put a, an app that work on all, all devices so, um, yeah, it's good. How do you find the time to help, to hold down flying 787s <laughs> around the world and software development? Um, I find the time because I do a lot of software development when I'm in a hotel room somewhere around the world and it's weird o'clock in the morning and I'm wide awake and hungry and the outside world is closed. Um, so I do a lot of it down routes um, uh, and the days off that I get after a flight and a trip when I'm at home. So. Yeah, I mean, a few weeks ago, I was sitting by the pool in Johannesburg writing code. Um, yeah, you can't get much better than that, can you? <laughs> no, add a martini and then you're perfect. Yeah. Uh, the alcohol and flying doesn't mix, so uh, we're trying to avoid that. This is true. Today, though, we're not going to talk about um, the flying or anything related to that. We're going to talk about a bionic arm that you're building. Yes. So why are you building a bionic arm? Um, well, as a... Uh, a young boy, he was young a couple of years ago, um, Caden, he's at the same school as my two boys, or was, um, and uh, he was born with no left arm. Um, so his arm stopped just beyond his elbow on his left side. And um, he's got a, uh, a prosthetic that's given to him by the NHS, National Health Service uh, in the UK. Um, but it's heavy, it's bulky, and all it has on the end is a claw. Um, so he... The way it actuates that claw is there's a cable that runs from the claw up, up across his left shoulder, across to his right shoulder, and there's a, uh, a, a pad on his right shoulder. So to open and close it, he moves his right shoulder um, forwards and backwards. Um, now, can you imagine kind of living like that? It's not, it's not good. Um, his mum has, has tried to get uh, better prosthetics, um, but they cost tens, if not hundreds of thousands. Um, to get one built and obviously Caden's grown so the NHS won't um, give him a, a full prosthetic um, because a year later he would have outgrown it what so, would um, be, sorry, what would be a full prosthetic what, what are those things that cost the tens and hundreds of thousands uh, that would be a full electromechanical device it's all made out of carbon fibre professionally made um, you know they're, they're, they're very very expensive devices and they're, they're purpose built for that person um, so you know, you, you can see them. You know, the Olympics. You see, you know, prosthetic legs uh, with the blades and things. You know, that sort of thing is is a lot of money um, to be built and uh, and uh, put together, and especially hands, because obviously you've got all the motors and the equipment inside. Um, so yeah, I I kind of looked at it, and uh, just at the time there was a news report on uh, on Sky News here in the UK um, of a dad that built his, uh, I think it was his son, 
um, uh, a prosthetic hands uh, um, to replace the claw, basically. And um, mum mentioned it in the school school playgrounds, and she knew that I mess around with software and electronics and 3D printing, and said, "Could you make one?" I was like, "Yeah, why not? Let's give it a go." Um, so yeah, that's that. That was about a year and a half ago. Um, and I'm still building it. Uh, Caden's 15th birthday is in May, and uh, I'm fingers crossed going to be able to present him with a very nice birthday present. No, that sounds, sounds good. But can you give an overview of what you are building? So, like from from my perspective, I have no idea what goes into making an arm. Yeah, well, I started out by um, looking at the the news reports, um, and uh, it was a website called Unbelimited, and they build uh, 3D printed arms uh, and hands, uh, but they're still uh, cables and wires and they still use the pad on the right shoulder to open and close the, the grip um, so still not brilliant still not perfect so I looked around on the internet um, the National Health Service have uh, pages looked on those and they went to dead dead ends uh, you know 404s basically um, so it wasn't a brilliant service there um, and then I stumbled across uh, Joel Gibbard um, he's a, uh, a researcher at uh, Bristol University and uh, he was starting to build electromechanical uh, open source um, hands. And I looked at that. I followed the project for a bit, started to look into uh, the, I think it's called the artichoke. was the first one. And then he came out with the Brunel and uh, turned it into a company called Open Bionics. And they do awesome work uh, and they're growing, hopefully coming to the US. Um, I know they're trying to break into the US market at the moment um, with, with their hands. Um, but it's open source. It's on GitHub. You can download it. You can 3D print it. You can build it. Um, there's not much in the way of building instructions, and it's not meant to be a prosthetic. It's meant, you know, they say for research purposes. Um, but you know, it's it's there to download and play with. So that's where I started. I downloaded the the files and tinkered around. Is that fingers, wrist, arm, elbow? Uh, what the, the the part that Open Bionic supply is literally just the the hot, the, the hand. Um, so it stops with a connector at the wrist joint, uh, and the rest is up to you. Um, so, you know, the the arm and socket is going to be different because every person is uh, that has got a, a reduced limb, um, the the joint is different for them at any given point. Some people it's at the shoulder, some people it's at the elbow, like Caden. Some they've got quite a long forearm, and it's just a a short stub on the end. Um, so everyone is different. So that's why they don't provide that. It, that part is unique to each person. But the hands, you know, if you need a hand, there's one there to download. And then do they come with, when you say they're open source, is it a design that comes in multiple sizes or can you scale it to do, you know, when it's, he's 15, will he need a different one when he's 17? No, the the designs I have, the STL files, which are the, the files that 3D printers uh, use, um, they're provided and it's designed um, adult size. So it'd be, you know, the same size as my, your hands. Um, if you wish to scale it to smaller for maybe a smaller child, maybe a seven, eight year old, then you can scale the hands. And, you know, you, you'd need to do that and, and play with the idea um, because obviously you need room inside the hand to put the electronics, the motors, etc. So um, the one for Caden, he's 15. He's, you know, he's got a bit more grown, but an adult hands on him wouldn't look out of place. So that's, uh, you know, I'm lucky in that perspective. that I can just print the, the files as they are um, and then fill in the gaps. 3D printer, is that something that you, you own or do you borrow, rent? No, I, um, I've i got one uh, that I built oh, six or seven years ago now. Um, and uh, it's a very old uh, 3D printer. Um, 
I tried using that, um, but it just wasn't up to the job. It wasn't. It just didn't have the fidelity to print these small parts. Um, so I then went and bought a Prusa Mark III. Um, it's a Polish uh, printer. Joseph Prusa designed it, uh, and it's a, an amazingly high quality printer, 3D printer for um, for what in the UK is about 750 pounds. So uh, US maybe what a thousand dollars. The current exchange rate. Yeah. It, it took me two days to put together. The instruction manual to put it together is phenomenal. It's really, really, you know, anyone can put it together. Um, yeah, for $1,000, I've got a 3D printer. Um, the filament that you load onto it, um, you buy a spool of filament, comes in a weight. So one, one kilo spool um, is about 30 pounds. So what kind of, what would that be in dollars? Maybe $40, maybe $38, somewhere around there. Um, current exchange rate is Brexit is doing us in, so uh, on the exchange rate, I was going to say the price could be changed in about a week or two, (laughs) yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but um, yeah, it's you know, the the 3D printing material is very, very cheap. Um, this hand I'm building for Caden is printed in PLA, uh, which is a type of plastic, and um, just you know, I've kept track of the cost of the 3D printed parts, um, the at the moment, um, the the total cost of all the plastic, including the molds to put the uh, the, the pads on their fingers, is is sixteen pounds. So a complete three D printed hand is sixteen pounds. So it uses I can get out of one spore two and a bit hands. Um, so that's kind of you know the the price range has gone from tens of thousands you know down to you know a few pounds. And that's a hand um, with uh, moving joints for fingers, thumb. Joints. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, on top of that, you have to have some hardware, some springs, some screws, uh, and the likes. Um, and then the, the the four motors that go inside the Actuonics motors. Um, they're fifty pound each. But before we get um, on to the motors, though, um, I, I imagine that the springs and stuff they have to be quite particular. So, do you buy them from someone? Yeah. They're, 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 they are uh, they are ticklers, um, but they're 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 not they're not weird sizes. They're standard metric size screws, um, you know, three mil, two and a half mil, um, little inserts that go into the plastic. So you've got a screw thread, to screw into, you heat into. Um, you know, you buy those, but they're not expensive. Um, I think on the hardware, I've probably spent another hundred pound, um, and I've got lots of spares. Um, left over from you know because you buy a box of springs and they come in a box of you know 40 um you only need two for example so you know if you're going to build more hands uh, which i hope to do um you know i've got spare parts so, and that all comes you know, with the design too for the, the open source designs uh, they provide a spreadsheet that's got the the, the parts you need on there uh, it's up to you to find the suppliers um you know thankfully i worked in engineering before flying um, worked in the uh, automotive industry, so I knew most of the main suppliers in the UK that I could go to and get these parts. Um, but it's not, you know, a Google search, you'll find the parts you need. Yeah, I imagine Amazon would probably have them at this stage as well. Uh, they probably would, but it'd be a lot more anyway. expensive thing. Yeah, not more expensive than going to your local, um, local hardware store yeah. uh, and picking up parts you need. Um, you know, Home Depot and yeah. the likes in the US. Um, you know, DigiKey might be a place to go to as well. They have those sorts of things uh, in the US. When you're talking about the spools, um, the plastic that goes into the, the printer, the ones I've seen at various events have been red and yellow and green and stuff. Yep. I've never seen a skin-colored uh, spool. 
There's not, um, but you can spray them if you wish to have a skin-coloured spool. Um, I, you know, agonised a little over the, the colour to get because I couldn't quite get a skin colour. Um, I was thinking about how am I going to spray this, um, how am I going to about, you know, go about this. Um, but I printed a demo version, which I showed, just did white PLA, and I showed it to Caden. And um, I said, you know, which colour, which tone would you like? And, you know, I had all these tone colour cards with me. Uh, he said, no, no, I want it in white. And can you make this bit red? Um, and I was like, really? And he was like, yes. You know, I want, I don't want people to be staring at me and thinking, is that fake or is it real? It looks a bit weird. He says, I want it to be completely obvious that it's fake. Uh, and it's it's not a real, it's a prosthetic hand. He says, that way I won't get people staring at me and, you know, and wondering why people are staring at me. So, you know, for a young child, he was, what, 13 and a half, nearly 14 at the time, he had thought through, and obviously he's lived with this all his life, um, people staring at him uh, because he's got a claw instead of a hand for his left left side. So, you know, he wanted something completely obvious. So, yeah, great. White PLA plastic is uh, is easy to get. You know, you can even get it from Amazon for, for a bit of markup. Um, but yeah, uh, that's it. Print away. So then you got the the hand printed. You got your screws and bolts in. Um, yep. But now there's there's nothing yet to move those fingers or the thumb. No, there's not. Uh, inside the hand, there's uh, four Actronics linear uh, motors. So they're basically, you know, you can think of a motor spins. Uh, a linear motor just moves in and out, and these move in and out by I think it's sixty five mil. I think. Um, so inside the hand, there's a gap for these motors to slot into. And uh, as the motors move in and out, they pull on some, um, some uh, better be described as, as fishing wire um, that goes through the fingers and is held. And as the motor pulls out, the finger curls. And as the motor comes back in, the springs that you fit in will make the, the, the finger return um, to the open position. Um, so yeah, it's just four motors. They're fifty pound each, so they're relatively cheap and uh, easy to get. You can even get those from Amazon as well if you wish. Um, again, a little bit more expensive, but I went direct to Actronics and got them there. I, I presume these things have to be fairly robust, reliable things that are going to last, you know, a they long do. time. They do, but if you think about the fact that three D printed parts are so cheap and easy to make, you know, um, I could set one printing I've listed here how long it is to print all the parts for the hands it's 51 hours um so for that's all one hand. hand for one hand so 51, 51 hours, hours if the print was non-stop yeah um you know you could make it quicker by making the, the detail a little bit less um but 51 hours I don't think you know two days to print a whole hand um isn't much um and as I said it's 16 pounds worth of material yeah. so if a finger breaks just print a new one that's you know that's the the advantage of having 3d printers you know just print a new one um the motors they're 50 pound each if one burns out or, or breaks you buy a new one and change it you know even if you burn out sort of you know two or three a year you're still not going to get to the tens of thousands of a of a professional hand being made and then so, would Caden, let's say would he or his family be able to replace the motor if one of them burned yeah. out okay yeah it's it's not it's not difficult at all uh, what i plan to do is once i, I gift him one on his birthday is have spare parts made for him and i'll take him through this is how you make it he won't have the dexterity because uh, he, he obviously hasn't got two hands um we will have but even with that it won't uh, be dexterous enough but um i'll show his parents how to do it how to rethread if, if, if uh, the fishing wire breaks 
how to re-thread it. Um, it's not difficult. It's not rocket science. It's, you know, if you can thread a needle, we can do, build the hands. It's really, really easy. And then would it, would it be uh, of use to him to have his own 3D printer in the event that fingers break, or do you think it's, it's easier for you to make a bunch of spare pieces? Um, I suppose it would be, but, um, you know, uh, you know, as I said, £750 or $1,000 is yeah. quite an expense. No, it is, absolutely. Um, you know, whereas my 3D printer's sitting there not doing much. If he says, oh, I've broken a finger, I'll print another 10 for him. Um, you know, and just stick them in a little jiffy bag and he can fit them when he needs them. Um, you know, if it's a spring that's, that's snapped, he can go down to the local hardware store and pick one up. Um, or I've got plenty here sitting on the shelf. So it's not the parts are easily fixable and replaceable, which is what I like about the Open Bionics design. The, the, the effort and detail they've gone through is absolutely amazing. And, and Joel Gibbard and the team done an amazing job at Open Bionics. Sir. We've talked about the hand and the motors and the bits and pieces, but now how, do, how, do, how are the motors controlled? Because... You know, they'll sit there by themselves and they obviously won't do anything. Yeah, the uh, yeah they would, <laughs> which is obviously ideal. Um, the motors are controlled. There's a uh, electronics board um, that fits inside. You can buy it direct from Open Bionics. Um, I spent a few months trying to buy one. Uh, it's two hundred and fifty pounds from Open Bionics. Um, it's pre-built, slots into hand, nicely fits. Um, but they were never in stock. Uh, I've since found out that what they were doing was waiting until there's enough people that needed one. And then because they were bespoke, uh, then they would send off to, to get a, a batch built um, or they'd get a batch built um, for the, the production run they were doing on hands for people they were selling them to in the UK. Because um, you can buy one of these hands with an arm uh, and they call it the Hero 2, I think, um, uh, and from Open Bionics. But it's, you know, give or take 25,000, 30,000 UK. Um, so, but that is them 3D modeling the arm and doing all the work. Um, you know, I'm down into the hundreds um, for the one I'm building for Caden. Um, but yeah, so you could buy the board. Um, but what I didn't like about it, uh, and this is no disrespect to Open Bionics, they've done an amazing job, as I say, is the fact that um, the software is Arduino based. So it's uh, C. Uh, and if you want to make changes, you have to have the Arduino set up on your, on your PC, all the drivers loaded, you need to know about software. It's not the sort of thing that you know, maybe Caden or his parents could do, or maybe even someone down in, you know, I, as I say, I'm a pilot, I fly around the world, go down to places like Africa and, uh, and India and, and the likes. It's not the sort of thing that the average person will have the resources to, to, to work with and change. Um, also, the Open Bionics board um, uh, is coded in there. There's a, a, an array that's used to, uh, to control the grips. So you tense your muscle, in your in your arm and katie can do that you can think i'm going to close my arm and the muscle will tense and there's little muscle sensors we fit in the socket of the arm uh, my aware sensors uh, that sense the muscle tensing um and if you was to hold your 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 hand up instead of opening and closing your hands if you used to put a finger either side um just where your elbow is uh, i'm not sure if i'm describing this brian you can see where i'm holding yeah um, I, let's yeah, try anyway yeah. um but the, if you put a finger either side of your, your forearm and open and close your hand, you'll feel both muscles tense. Okay? Yep, so, I can feel yep. that. Yeah, and... But that's no good because that's, you know, both muscles tense, both muscles don't tense. Yeah? If you do the same, but instead of open and closing your hands, move your hands, flex your hands backwards and forwards. Yeah? You'll feel that's... only one tension yeah. at a time. Different size, yeah. yeah. Different size tense. So, so what you do is you have two sensors, one on each side. So Caden would think... 
for listeners, uh, what you're talking about is holding your hand vertical and then kind of doing a wave, bringing your wrist uh, and your fingers towards, let's say, your shoulder, and then moving them all the way to point away from you. So yes, the hand, yes. the, the the palm yeah. of your hand goes yeah, the whole, from the whole facing down to facing up. Yes. Okay. Um, and then only one muscle tense either side that time. So we have two sensors, um, two myoware muscle sensors that sense uh, muscle tension. Uh, that's fed into the board, so we can now sense open and close. So and these are these sensors they're attached to his uh, to the skin. They, they was they will stick to his skin. If, you, if anyone that's had an ECG done. They know the little sticky pads that stick on. Um, they're literally those that stick on. They're, 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 you know, very, very cheap. I think it's a, it's five pound in the UK for a hundred of them. They're not very <laughs> expensive at all. It's, you know, they're, they're, and they will last a couple of days. Um, they'll be inside the sockets. Um, so the ball will be fitted inside as he puts it on. It will start to sense. Um, those sensors are relatively cheap. I think it's a, they're about 20 pound each. So again, we're not talking lots of money. Um, and the feed from that goes into the board and then it selects. So if you open and close, it, it, it open and closes that grip that's been sensed. If you twitch the muscle, um, then it will select the next grip in the grip sequence. So as you twitch the muscle, it will select next grip. But if you imagine if it's a circular array, you know, anyone that's listened to this hopefully knows a bit about software. It's you'll go around the array and it's, oh, I want the I want the fist grip. Oh, man, I've missed it go back around the array again to get to the fist grip. And if there's five grips, you've got to go back around. Um, also notice that the the grip pattern, um, by default, is only five grips. Now, if you imagine your hand can only do five things on any given day, that's not, that's not ideal. Um, it's not kind of what you want, really. Um, you know, you've got the, the fist grip, so you can make a fist. Um, You've got a, a, a palm grip, which is where your thumbs open and your fingers are closed, um, a bit like a thumbs up, really. You've got a point gesture, so you can point. Uh, you've got an OK symbol. Uh, and then there's a pinch one where you can pinch with like your index middle finger against your thumb. But that's it. Now, if that's all the grips you've got to be during, during the day, that's not ideal, really. Um, and they're in a set sequence. So I thought, well, if it's just an array, we can add to the array. We can remove things from the array. We can change the array order, um, you know, but we want to make it easy. We don't want the person to have to have a laptop with Arduino software, all the drivers loaded, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I thought, well, I do Xamarin work. I, I do uh, IoT work. So why not make a mobile app that connects to the hands so that you can change the grips, change the grip order, add grips, remove grips, maybe only wants three grips that day because he's at school. Maybe can have sets of grips. You know, I'm at school, so I have the school set. I'm playing my Xbox, and I want the Xbox grip. And that's one of the ones that Caden's asked for. He wants um, the finger to move quite quick, but not fully open and close, just twitch, um, so that he can play his Xbox. Um, but, you know, that's Caden. The next person might want something different. Um, so that's where I started thinking. I thought, well, how can I connect? The Open Bionics board has no way of connecting to it. Um, so I thought, well, I'll build my own electronics. So uh, I've got some boards from Ada Fruit, uh, American company in the, uh, in New York, uh, Lady Ada, and I got a Feather uh, M0 board and uh, and put the software on there. Took the software from Openionics, uh, I've edited it subtly, um, added Bluetooth um, functionality, and uh, and connected it to a Xamarin app that I've written. Um, the software you got from Openionics, that was C? That, that was right? C, it's okay. Arduino software, yes. And you converted so, it to C Sharp? 
No, that at okay. the moment is still in C. Okay. It's still Arduino, and the Adafruit board is an Arduino board. Okay. Uh, and it's in it's in C. Um, I, I I am open. I back the um, the uh, Meadow board, um, the Meadow F7 board, which is a, a C sharp um, board with the same form factor as the uh, as the the Feather board from Adafruit, which is why I chose a Feather actually. Um, and then when I get those um, from uh, Meadow um uh, or wilderness labs i'll then swap out the adafruit board for the meadow board and write it all in c sharp um, which will give me some some extra functionality i currently don't have um around using the board that um, board is not available yet it's not um I, I i think i was the 400th backer of the wilderness labs meadow board um i've i think the last email said i should see it around april may time mm. so not too long to wait um mm. i don't think it'll be in time to, to 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 put together for caden for his birthday but i can always uh, upgrade uh, at a later date and that's what i like about this project i can go and take his, his hand off him and say here's a new one um you know because it's not expensive to do so yeah so i built built the, the boards um and connected it all together and so i have the motors moving so uh, with the open bionic software some changes i had i made um i then had a bluetooth connection so i wrote a xamarin app uh, using xamarin forms um, i used the new xamarin forms um uh, uh parts uh that were, were released at build so it's all done um with uh, xamarin shell um because i wanted to learn xamarin shell and see what it, it benefited um uh, on the navigation side because this project is just, you know, me moving something along, I thought I'd give it a try. So uh, I, I've used Xamarin Shell, and uh, it works really well. I'm, I'm quite surprised and impressed with it. So, uh, the, how many gestures have you now given, Caden? At the moment, um, rather than the array being uh, hard-coded, um, these are the changes I've made. I've now made the array um, uh, in memory as, as part of the app. So it will, when it boots, it reads from the uh, EE from um, the, the 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 last array that was used, and then on the mobile app, it will show the last array that was used, and then you can change on the on the mobile app uh, what you want to add, remove, change the order, etc. Um, the mobile app is still a work in progress. Um, still quite a bit of work to do there, but hopefully um, we'll, we'll get on. And the good thing is because it's Xamarin, it'll work. You know, Caden's got an Android phone at the moment. But his parents both have uh, iPhones. This is it's a Xamarin app. It will be built to work both. Uh, I'll build it in App Center initially for testing. Hopefully, push it to the store. Uh, How and easy? Again, that's all. Sorry, go so, ahead. No, go on. How easy is it to come up with a new grip? So, like, if I, if you wanted to give a victory sign or a, a yeah. pinky wave or something, I don't know. Yeah, well, um, yeah, and there's sorts of things that some people want. Uh, you know, Caden joked to me he'd like uh, uh, the, 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 to, to give his teacher the birds. Uh, as you'd call it, um, you know, sorry, miss, the battery's gone flat when she's uh, she's giving him some homework and that sort of thing. And this is sort of thing a 14 year old, 15 year old boy thinks about. So um, and like it's like I said earlier, he wants the Xbox. So the, the index finger to just twitch so he can uh, actuate the, the controller on his Xbox. Um, but the way I'm hopefully going to do it on the on the mobile app is have. Um, sliders for each finger so like range sliders as you would see them on a on a on a website um, and you move the sliders to where you want the fingers to do the fingers are moved there you save that as part of the grip so you can build your own grip um, uh, and you build your own grip array 
uh, and then save it to memory on the hands and uh, and that'll be your grip and then you put that in your your grip cycle and you go through and you select them so i'm hopefully it's still i'm not an expert on ui uh, it's an open source project if there's someone out there that has got a, a a clever idea of how to make this good for people all over the world ui wise then please just drop me a mail skype me uh, dm me on twitter um at clifford ages and you know I'd, I'd be more than happy to accept some some help on the ui design because at the moment i've got i've got range sliders and a save button um so yeah it'd be nice nice to see a, a better way of doing it i was going to ask you about the how much of it is open source by you is it everything everything i've got at the moment is open source um my xamarin app uh, at the moment um uh i, I don't think i've updated the, the github page my latest work um but yeah, I, I intend for it all to be open source. Um, you know, I've got a good idea of what I'm doing, but there may be someone out there that, that sees something and says, actually, you know, why don't you try this? Or someone wants to fork it and go off and do their own thing. Um, you know, maybe someone wants to use it in a different part of the world and they want to change the language settings, um, that sort of thing. So, you know, I intend, you know, I'm giving back to the project because I've taken the, the 3D designs from Open Bionics and they're open source. So I'm going to give back to the project. So. I know we've gone through a few of the, the prices earlier, but what would you say is the total cost of material for the hand socket, the actuators, the, um, the muscle sensor, the whole lot? Um, I think if you take away the time that I've spent, um, uh, et cetera, and like the skills that I've put into it, if you just want, you know, the next person that builds this, um, less than 500 pounds. That's impressive. Um, mm. Less than 500 pounds to build. So uh, assuming you've got a printer, you know, if you add a printer, you're talking, you know, I don't know, twelve, thirteen hundred pounds, which is what, fifteen hundred dollars, sixteen hundred dollars, um, and you got your own printer then to print the spare parts when you need them. Yeah. The next thing I was going to ask you is how much time have you put into this? Um, it's been between flying, obviously, um, and uh, between other projects. Customers, uh, customers tend to get in the way of uh, of doing these fun kind of mm. evening and weekend projects. Um, but you know it's it's a fun project a couple of my clients have even gotten bored and and you know helped out with with with, with things um you know because they've seen how exciting it is to, to to build these um but yeah i think i've been at it on and off for about a year um but a lot of that has been trying to solve these problems how am i going to go about adding bluetooth to the open bionics board um how am i going to you know put a socket on on caden um in the end we we 3d scanned his arm and uh and 3d printed it then the first one was too small the second one was too big but the third one just like uh the red riding hood really the third one was just perfect um and he said it fitted better than the the, the one he got from uh, from the hospital um from Roehampton. so uh, he was really impressed at how snug and and comfortable it was and this was i think the socket cost 80 pence in plastic <laughs> you know, and it took two hours to print and 80 pence in plastic, you, you know, and I'm, you know, that was something that, you know, probably took about two, three hours to, to, to put together design, uh, and work, you know, a couple of hours of printing 80 pence of plastic. And he's got a, a socket that fits better than what the hospital can provide. Um, but that's not no, no, um, sort of, it's not that I'm not going against what the hospital do, but you know, they're, they're doing hundreds of these things up and down the country. Um, and they just have a standard design that they just kind of use. Um, if, if it fits, great. If it doesn't, sorry, that's what you get. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things. 
if someone wanted to, someone listening to this says, okay, you know what, I'm going to make an arm like this for someone I know. Uh, how much work would you say there is for them if they have the equipment and they have the skills? Are you talking tens of hours or scores of hours? To I, I think the 3D printing bit, as I said, it's 51 hours um, to, to actually physically print the parts. Um, to build one, um, you know, it'd probably take you, I think I could probably do it in about an hour now. Um, someone who's new to it, probably an hour and a half, hour 45 to build it, um, put the screws together, that sort of thing. Um, loading the software and building electronics. The way I've built electronics is, I must admit, a bit messy at the moment, but that's because it's a bit of a prototype. Um, once I've got the design kind of resolved uh, a little, um, like one of the things um, I gave a talk about this at uh, NDC London um, back in January, and uh, someone commented there, why are you putting the electronics at the back of the hand? Because of the weight. Why not move them into the arm if the arm is empty? And therefore, the, the weight will be less noticeable to uh, to the user because obviously the moment arm of that weight brilliant idea so that's one of the things i'm looking at and it gives me more space i don't have to worry about um, the the temperature of the the board because it's not confined it can have a little bit of air movement maybe some air holes um, to cool it down um once i have that design kind of finalized i'm happy with it then again i'll put that on github for people to copy but you know you buy the parts a little bit of soldering maybe 45 minutes of soldering uh, to an hour of soldering to get the board together and then it's just loading software um and it's you know skill set dependent um if you know you can load it so you could probably do it in the weekend i would have thought um if you obviously start 3d printing the parts uh, in the week uh, you could put it together load the software and have it working in the weekend scanning the building a socket um and the arm is as i said at the very beginning it's dependent on the person you're fitting it to and, and what their needs are where they're where their uh, limb ends uh, and what needs to be added um, and how it can be fitted. Um, so that is, that is, you know, something that's going to be bespoke. Maybe that could be the following weekend. How did you scan the arm? Uh, I used a, um, I used my, uh, one, two, three D um, app um, that was by Autodesk, which I don't think you get in the app store anymore. But I had it on, on a, on a phone and uh, used that to scan the arm uh, and that gave us enough of a 3D model that we could then, in uh, Fusion 360, uh, copy the model uh, and uh, and edit it and build around it. Um, uh, my son Macaulay's a bit of a bit of a whiz with uh, 3D design, um, so uh, he's you know he's uh, fairly fairly up well. He's 23 last week, um, so he uh, he was a bit of a whiz and uh, managed to put the arm together and the socket and uh, and do all the attachments. So yeah. Do you think there's any way to mass produce this or is it uh, too bespoke? Um, I think the hands could be yeah. mass produced. Um, okay. The hand definitely, uh, you know, uh, and I think if you did that, you'd obviously bring the price point down even more um, if you mass produce these. Um, the arm and sockets is, you know, the arm you could probably get away with mass producing, you know, different lengths. Uh, there's not much to it. It's basically a, a cylinder, um, you know, have different lengths. Uh, and then the socket could be dependent to each person. So you, know, you could probably get quite a fair bit mass produced, um, you know, but it, it, again, it all comes down to, you know, kind of the people putting it together. So, Any final notes before we wrap up for today, Cliff? 
Um, no, I think we covered it all. Um, 3D printing, electronics. I think it's all, all pretty much there. The Xamarin app, as I say, is uh, is still being built. Um, but yeah, it's it's all there. Um, yeah, if you, you if you want to build one yourself, can you rattle off your Twitter, or your GitHub, and those kind of things so people can find yeah, you? Yeah, um, my my Twitter is Clifford Ages. Ages is spelled A G I U S. Um, you'll find me there at Clifford Ages. Um, feel free to DM me or or, or, or contact me there if you want uh, any more information about this. Um, if you want to find my GitHub uh, and uh, jump in and help out, then uh, it's just Cliff Ages um, is my GitHub. Um, so just C-L-I-F-F-A-G-I-U-S. Uh, you can find the projects there and the repos. I'll update the um, the one for the uh, Xamarin project uh, this week. Um, but yeah, jump in. in. If there's someone out there that is really good with UI UX um, that has got some ideas of the best way to do the, the, the selecting or designing the grip, um, then please just just come along and help. Um, I, I'm looking for help there because I've tried a few designs and not quite come up with one that works. And for people in the Boston area, you'll be giving a presentation at Boston Code Camp via Skype uh, yes. on 6th of April. I will, yes. I've, uh, I was hoping to get there. I, got the, 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 I was due to operate the flight to Boston, but uh, I've injured my shoulder uh, and my left arm. Um, it's a bit uh, ironic, really. That I'm building a left hand for somebody, and I've injured my left hand myself. Um, but yes, uh, it'll be via Skype. The talk I gave at NDC, and I suppose the one at Boston Co Camp, will be uh, it'll be on YouTube anyway, so they can look it up there. If you wish, wish to build one or, or at least support the project, then head over to Open Bionics. Uh, see the team there. You can download uh, their GitHub is Open Bionics, uh, and download all the files and build your own. Um, help jump into the project and see if you can improve it. Fantastic. Cliff Ages, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. If you liked this episode, check out Cliff's other episode on decision-making as a pilot and engineer. That was number 97, or episode 87 with Veronica Kaleshnikova about Xamarin and cognitive services. from the album 11 and 12 and the closing music was Black Swan by Sergei Cheremizinov from the album Insomnia <laughs>